Hi, I'm Mo Maduro, and this is the Active Life Over 50 Podcast, providing insights and support for your life expansion and self-actualization journey. Today's episode is a negative mental attitude. Better fix this first. All right, the last episode was on positive mental attitude, and I realized that we should do one on having a negative mental attitude as well. It's almost like if you are building a race car, it's almost like if you're building a race car and you're making engine modifications to make it more powerful. All right, so we have another episode today. This one is on negative mental attitude. The last one was on positive mental attitude, and I thought about it. You almost have to double down on the talking about the negative mental attitude because it's like if you're building a race car and all the modifications you wanted to make to that engine, but if you're losing compression, it doesn't make sense. You have to fix the compression first. You've got to com- fix the compression leakage. Otherwise, all those modifications you're making, it's just bypassing the piston rings so or coming leaking through the valves. With the positive mental attitude and the negative mental attitude, and I think of this term entropy, that the system is always losing uh, energy, so to speak. Our default mode for many people is actually negative, and it makes sense. Growing up, the child is told that they're stupid, they're silly, they don't make any sense, they'll never amount to anything. When I was on my way to having children, there was a book called The First Three Years of Life. And at that time, it was all about the first three years, zero to three. Now we know that the child is in download learning mode through seven years. That's even obviously more than twice as long. But even with the zero to three, and I didn't have children yet, but I was in tune to how parents talk to their children. And you hear them calling them, you stupid, you're so stupid, you know, you're an idiot, you'll never amount to... And you hear these terms, these kids are two years old, all they're doing is, is exploring. Having had that context of the first three years of life, I obviously I saw it differently. Now, I didn't know about the first seven years until more recently because there is frustration. You are going to want to have those outbursts and you can't always, well, I guess some people can, but I couldn't always have self-control. But what I landed on just by trial and error was this statement that I would say, you're acting just like a two-year-old. And it got the emotion out of me. I got a chance to say I wasn't happy, but I never attached it to them as a person. It's, you know, you're, you're acting just like a three-year-old. You're acting just like a four. I'll be glad when you're five. And by the time they were nine or 10, they would say, well, I am, I am a nine-year-old. I'm supposed to be act, acting like that. And it was perfect because they never had to own that, you know, silly, stupid, idiot, never mounted, none of that. Then it, because they were basically just acting like a two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old. That actually was a pretty powerful concept. I'm surprised that it's not taught. But the bottom line is what we're talking about is a negative mental attitude. And if we don't do things on purpose to stop the leakage, it's going to be there. We're told by the advertisers how bad things are and how we're not enough. That just goes in our, into our head we have the voices in our heads. I don't know if you have noticed this, but sometimes when you do your self-talk, you're using 
words that were used on you by a teacher, a parent, or somebody well-meaning. They're well-meaning. They're trying to motivate you, but they're doing it by telling you how bad you are. So those voices go in our head. And then when we have a little setback, because neurons that fire together, wire together, the triggering mechanism brings that voice back in. So you actually have to work hard to eradicate that negative self-talk. And if you want to know how bad it is, I mean, well, everybody's been through the situation where they're saying, I can't find the salt, and it's right there in front of their face in the cabinet. I can't find my keys, and the keys are in the hand. When we're saying can't or don't or, or those kinds of words, we're blocking information. We talked about the 11 million bits per second and the reticular activating system filters and allows certain things through. Well, if I'm using negative self-talk, it's going to preclude me from hearing or seeing information that I might need just because I'm saying I can't do it. People saying I tried everything. I'm miserable. I'm so depressed. There's a way that you can deal with that. And it starts as a process. But the first thing is you've got to be aware of your language. And again, this is where meditation can help because you're putting that buffer in there, cutting down that chatter. And then you can be aware. I've worked with people to get rid of their ums and uhs. And it's interesting how people didn't even know they were saying um and uh. And, and we would do a workshop and, and people would count doing a breakout session and others would count while the person was talking about something randomly. And then they would let them know how many it was. And then by the end of the workshop, you would do the counts again and they were better. It was just ways of, it starts with awareness, but there's also a, a triggering process. And at the time I didn't know I was leveraging the neurons firing and wiring But that's essentially what it is, is that before the um is coming, you intervene with a pattern interrupt that you pre-program for yourself. Anyway, the bottom line, uh, anyway, what I'm saying is we've got to do some things on purpose and it it starts with awareness. So you have meditation, you can do some awareness exercises, you can just have somebody talk to you and and ask them, tell me if you ever hear me using negative self-talk. But once you become aware of it, I think you'll pick it up, pick up on it more and more. And then the second part is you have to realize how detrimental it is. So one, it sets you into a fixed mindset. Two, it limits you from hearing and seeing information that you actually will need. Three, it puts you into a tension spot because you're now running cortisol. You're, you're getting into fight-flight mode because you're thinking the worst and you, you're not resourceful in that point. And then that would be the other one is you basically are not resourceful because you're telling yourself you can't do it. You got to work on that part. The other thing that happens when you're using negative self-talk is you inevitably start making negative pictures. You make pictures of that you're less than okay. Or if you're thinking that something bad is going to happen, you're making pictures of that. I used to call it negative goal setting because you're making pictures of what you don't want. In fact, worrying is negative goal setting because in order to worry, you have to think about what you don't want and that's going to create pictures. Talked in one of the podcasts that it's very difficult for people to remember the second worst thing that happened to them five years ago, let alone the second worst thing they thought might happen to them. Because the reality is these things very, very seldom actually come to pass, but we spend so much time worrying about them. And that negative self-talk, it's bad for your health. It creates situations. It puts you on fight or flight for too long, which creates stress. And so you do want to get a handle on that and stop the negative self-talk. And the first step, as I said, is becoming aware. And one of the things you can do with that is is meditation. And then when you meditate, I mentioned that you want to spend 10 or 20% of that time in the meditation, reminding yourself of who you don't want to be or habits you want to get rid of or things that you want to stop doing. And then setting the intention that when you spot yourself doing that, you'll correct it. The other thing that happens with negative self-talk is you 
you actually change your physiology. You may get into more of a depressed posture, a shallow breathing. Shallow breathing is never good. So the, you know, we talk about box breathing and four deep breaths. Four good box breaths per minute is, is excellent. It's hard to do sometimes to do it for an extended period, but if you're doing four to six breaths per minute, you're in a much better situation than if you're breathing very shallow, short, quick breaths. And then the, fi the final thing is because of the way neurons build myelin, so you don't actually have to go through the action. It could be thinking through it, right? And, and getting the neuron to fire. You can literally start building those neural pathways, building them up, wrapping with myelin so they're faster and stronger and that they're ready. And now you have these negative self-talk neural pathways getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So the longer you wait, the more work it's going to take to, to undo it. And you can undo it and because we have neuroplasticity, so you can undo it. And so you don't have to accept these things. And, and why are we talking about it? Because if you're going on a life of expansion, you're going to be into some areas that are unfamiliar and the stakes are higher. And if you don't get a handle on how you do your self-talk, you're not going to want to cope with those higher stakes. The reality is you're going to become the person that, that you need to become so that those risks and concerns just float by you. They're not even a concern because you understand you have the resources if it should come to pass, but you also understand it probably won't. Not just positive mental attitude, also work on the negative. I was talking about the upper and, upper and the lower limit. As you start removing the negative self-talk, you may not necessarily see an improvement right away, but pay attention because what you will notice is your lows will not be so low. Your lows will be higher. So even if your top line doesn't move yet, you're moving up, the, you're building up the floor. Look at frequency, the frequency of having episodic events that are negative, the severity of those events. That should become less. The, the more and more that you can move the, the negative self-talk out, the higher the floor is raised. And as you raise the floor, you, be, you get a new low. And as you get a new higher, that's a higher low, you're able to move the headroom up. Positive mental attitude, 100%, but you've got to make sure you're, you're covering the, the leakage as well and pay attention to the negative self-talk and turn that around. And we'll have resources to, to do that. It's, but again, it starts with meditation because that's going to help you become aware. And then that's going to also improve the conditioning. All right. See you next time.